0: So I was sitting here at my desk thinking about how I should be building out my next week of programming since currently I'm writing my own programming and also thinking about I should be producing some content because I haven't gotten a piece out of that yet this week. So I was like, I think this could be a good mix. So let's bring back uh, some programming TV. It's been a little bit. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see if we can entertain some people uh, playing around in Google Sheets today. <laughs> <laughs> So currently I've been sort of in off-season training mode where I'm really driving up my squat numbers, my aerobic system as a whole, and just doing some more like off-season fun type training. And I just uh, signed up for Metcon Rush, which is a competition in Maryland, which has an elite division that I got invited to. So I'm going to be doing that now at the end of August, which uh, luckily I've got about eight weeks, it'll be actually, yeah, the week I'm going to be programming is eight weeks out from the competition. So it's the third week that I've actually figured out that I'm probably gonna be doing this competition. So um, yeah, I just got done with the second week work, weeks worth of programming for moving towards this competition. So I would not call this full on competition prep yet. However, I'm definitely starting to prepare for the the demands of the competition. I did some research on the competition, figured out um, what their programming style is what equipment they typically have, what the venue typically looks like and starting to build out stuff. That is sort of things that I think can be high leverage handles for me to pull on. I can actually improve in the next eight weeks. Cause there's some, certain things that I probably just realistically can only improve so much. Um, <laughs> like for example, like they've had bikers, bike Ergs in previous years, but I've spent a ton of time on bikes in my life. So, the ceiling for improvement there is probably only so much. However, I am going to switch a lot of my zone work over to the C2 bike just to get a lot of exposure on that ERG and also put environments where I can get kind of novel exposures to those types of workouts so that I can better pace uh, based on uh, whether it's for calories versus for meters, because that's something that could also be a factor based on previous workouts that they've done. So things like that is what I'm looking at. Okay, so let's actually get into it. First of all, uh, I'm on the week of nineteenth, June 19th right now. The first thing I always do is I'll pull down to the next week and copy and paste. I do this for my individual design clients as well, and then I'll go in and modify everything that needs to be modified, including the dates. And bam, the dates are updated. So the other thing that I'll do is if I'm starting a template, like a new template from scratch, I will not copy and paste. I'll probably build out everything from scratch, typing everything out, um, from a blank cell, right? So that's much more time consuming, but that only happens maybe every four to eight weeks, depending on how long of a cycle we're actually running for that athlete. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be running two, four week cycles here just to kind of, that way I'm not just running one long, one right up to competition prep. And it also allows me to deload in between. So you can see this is sort of like my schedule moving forward where, uh, we're seven weeks out. In July and then building up towards uh, the competition itself, which is August 26th and 27th. I'm actually on vacation the week before so that should be interesting. <laughs> um, so the first thing that I'm going to do here is copy and paste in from I've have the name game workouts, those sessions, it's an entire session, not just a, a single like metcon now, uh, but at the, the entire session that's built out. Um, and that's, that's my Saturday. And then Sunday is typically a rest day. Sometimes if I feel up for it and, you know, I have in a little bit of extra time, I'll just do something fun, like, you know, bench press and, you know, bicep curls or something, uh, that, I, that I enjoy, I go for a run or a hike or, you know, walk with a kid or something. So, uh, and then basically I, I know, and for, if I had an athlete actually doing this and I'm saying no for myself, but like I'll go back and look at their feedback and have that on one screen, have my, uh, you know the back end of this, essentially the master on the other end, and be able to go through it and build out the, their progression uh, as I see fit. So, first thing is I'm going to put in this handstand skill work, which is something that I've actually have for various ID clients, individual design clients that I have, and I'm putting it through myself as well. It's stuff that is just varied, looks at different skill works, and now we're actually introducing a little bit of cyclical fatigue along with that, just to get a little bit of central fatigue, and that's something that. While I think it's relatively unlikely that we're gonna see pre-ruets or something like that at this competition, I wanna continue to build towards other things as well, as well as, you know, who knows? um, It's totally possible that something just, you know, comes up and catches us all off guard and I wanna be prepared for it. And if I'm just better on my hands as a whole, that's only gonna help. So that's why I do that kind of thing. The AM for that day is uh, front squat strength drive, as you'll see up there, if I zoom in a bit. And so what I'm gonna do for this I actually want to use the hamstring curls this week as a warm-up because I felt like a little bit slow in that first session. So we're gonna switch that to the morning. We're gonna add another set just because and I'll do some additional prep work in between each of those sets. And then realistically, I think I will be fine just to um If I pull this weight back a little bit, I want the volume to stay high because I really want to drive this strength on the other day of the week on that Wednesday uh, front squat drive, which is like the secondary, uh, maybe not secondary, but it's the second touch of it. It's actually more of a primary day. And then uh, the goblet Bulgarian split squats, which I abbreviate a lot of stuff in my own program, so I apologize. But um, I'm going to move that to 80 and we'll keep all of the factors the same right? Sometimes it's just about giving yourself more exposures of something and allowing yourself to adapt to it properly. So, um, as I said, like this, sorry, this is actually the, this will only be the second week that I'm in, uh, this cycle because I did some of these testers, as you'll see here. Um, last, last week I did a KPI test five rounds per time, 800 meter biker, two by 30 foot handstand walk, unbroken lengths. That was gnarly. Uh, got 958, which actually I was quite happy with my handstand walks are fast and broken the whole time. Um, so, and I was holding like a one forty 140 to one forty three most of the time on the biker, and then a little bit lower towards the end. Uh, So it was pretty aggressive and nasty. So I want to get some. As you'll see up here in the template legless rope climb pieces. So it's doing a touch of legless rope climb, but it's not doing just straight volume of legless rope climb. Um, that that allows me to get some volume, but not let it get so out of hand. Um, where that like i'm dealing with like cranky elbows or bicep irritation or any sort of uh, thing like that and then i'm going to then do some additional rowing and again i would consider these to be like secondary pieces for building like legless rope climb or just like upper body pulling strength as a whole Uh, and that's what i mean by pieces like hitting the different elements required for that particular skill so kettlebell bent over row we don't have super heavy dumbbells here at the gym they only go up to 80 for now we'll probably get some more in the future but uh that's why i'm going to be using a, a kettlebell instead that Goes up to 106, so I'll push the the strength there, and then barbell bar, bicep curls. I wasn't really sure what weight I should be using, so I just kind of left that open ended with a three second lower, just to kind of control the tempo. And then I'm going to take this tester piece, and instead we're going to make this interval based. Um, and again, I wanted to be biker power with some sort of inversion, or particularly handstand walking. And what we've seen in the past, there is either 30 or 50 foot handstand walk lengths. So um, in this case, we're going to leave it the the two by 30 feet. So we're going to do. Bike her, but bring down the, the total meters at the beginning and the end, just so that we can, we, <laughs> I can hit that with uh, more intensity than I would be able to, uh, with if it was like straight rounds for time. Right. So basically walking 150 meters in between, that's going to take me just South of two minutes to be able to do that. Um, so that that's going to be about two minutes uh, of rest, so I'm not sure exactly how long that's going to take me probably, don't mm, know. Uh, probably less than two minutes. So it's going to be probably very, very close to like one-to-one work rest, which is I like doing a lot of intervals and like that sort of thing. And then I also want to get some grip density. So like really some upper body gymnastics stuff. I know I already, already touched on this early earlier, but you'll see it's like inversion, uh, you know erg based work first and then it goes into sort of like upper body pulling and like accessory bits and then it goes back to that erg and handstand walk and then back to upper body pulling bits so um i actually really like doing that sometimes like sometimes i like going like one piece immediately into the next piece that's like working the same body group so like squat into bulgarian split squat in the am session for example it's obviously going to tax out the quads even more However, if you kind of flip-flop uh, elements in a workout like this, it allows people to get a little bit of a break and then come back to that system later on once it's had a, a little bit of opportunity to recover at least a bit. So this is what I came up with every uh, five-minute EMOM with five-bar muscle-ups, which is going to be pretty easy. And then at the five-minute mark, so basically at the very end of that you know interval, you might get like 40 seconds of rest or actually probably like 50 seconds of rest. And then – at that five minute mark you're doing 80 toasted bar for time so it's like some grip fatigue some upper body pulling but like quality based work right into like high density toasted bar work um which i hope to do in like a few sets <laughs> we'll see how that goes the next day i actually have this progression built out already so i'm just going to pull it over here and and slap it in here i actually wrote this like during my rest <laughs> of my last uh week's intervals so you can see last week it was a 30 calorie row resting 90 seconds in between each 60 minute clock series doing it for 60 minutes total, ramping the pace every 10 calories. So from zero to 10 calories, it was a thousand from, uh, 10 to 20, it was 1200. Uh, and then from 20 to 30, it was 1400. That was for the first three sets. And then from there I ramped up each of those respectively, uh, until I got up to an RPE eight or an eight out of 10 exertion level. So by the end, I think it was probably somewhere around like 1150 to maybe 12, 1300 and then like 1400 to 1500 by the, the last one And that was definitely rpe8 not any higher um, and then this week it's going to be a similar type thing but now it's 50 cows and really i just want to continue to extend out the the chunks of work that i'm doing so doing longer duration work as simple as extending out the number of cows you're doing but then also extending out the the rest to make sure that it's it's sort of mirrored in the work rest ratio to be able to continue to put out some decent uh, wattage on on the Erks. So same thing, you'll see that it's uh, a ramping throughout. And then the PM, it's a snatch strength drive. Um, Definitely need to continue working on my strength and likely in a competition like this, we're not going to see stuff out of a rack or like benches or things, unless they buy new equipment, which is totally possible, but it's just relatively unlikely compared to the the odds of seeing like heavy barbell cycling or a max lift that's off the floor. So continuing to work on Barbell cycling as a whole, um, all variations, and then stuff that is strength based that's coming from the floor. So in particular, the only lifts because deadlifts, though, this competition hasn't programmed heavy deadlifts, and in general, it's just going to require more bumper plates to be able to do that. So you're at a certain point bottlenecks in how many you can actually use. So it's very likely to be a snatch or a clean and jerk. So that's why I'm continuing to work on this. And besides the fact that it's just like an individual priority that's going to continue to be there for me until I decide to stop playing the sport. <laughs> so, uh, putting my snatch warm up. Um, I want to continue to work on um, at least a degree of like overhead stability because I do think that's still a limiter for me. So, I'm actually going to put in a five by five squat, um, two hundred five to two twenty five, just because like that's a, a moderately heavy weight, right? It's definitely not something that I should be like dying from. It should be something where I can make those sets pretty, and they shouldn't be terribly taxing as I go through that. And then I really wanted to put a, some, some like, for example, like up here in the template, it has like a Metcon featuring overhead squat or a squat snatch, or a clean ladder variation of some kind, uh, just because like those are exposures of things based on the press programming that I've seen out of them, that is very likely to come up. So this is what I've come up with, right? It was uh, starting out grace for time, but at 185 and then Isabel for time so 30 snatches 185 and then at the five minute mark isabelle at 185 and i've actually done isabelle at 185 before i did that on february 19th of 2021 so um a little over two years ago and like almost two and a half years ago actually at this point and i got 508 on that so um just being able to see like how i'm able to handle that 185 pound bar I think I'm stronger and able to cycle that weight better now and just more comfortable with 185 pound power snatches. Uh, and then, but putting some free, free fatigue on that and spe- specifically to the musculature of specifically the you know posterior chain and, um, like low back as well, which could be maybe more of an issue than, uh, like the legs. And then actually I want to put in some additional pooling work but my thumbs did really not like just doing that with the, the empty bar every 30 seconds times 20, and I didn't use any straps. So I'm gonna allow myself to use straps, but it's just getting in and out of straps every 30 seconds is a disaster. So I'm gonna make it an EMOM instead and do it two reps on the minute. So it's a very similar volume, very similar intensity, but we're gonna put uh, two reps on the minute versus one every 30 seconds, just for practicality's sake. And then these snatch grips RDLs, they're gonna stay exactly the same. And I like doing that sometimes, like I said, on Monday, like you don't have to, like do things like crazy to, to switch it. Sometimes it's just like a little tweak that will make a very big difference. Uh, on Wednesday AM, I have my next front squat session, I'm just squatting session as a whole. I am going to be moving um, these, the tib and calf raise to the beginning as for the same reason that I mentioned on Monday, because I want to. Um, allow myself a little opportunity to warm up but still be more of a productive warm-up I guess would be <laughs> well, maybe for a lack of a better term right where I'm able to uh just get some good quality work in that is like the accessory type things I'll be doing afterward that's not going to be super fatiguing however it will be if nothing else like good activation work and like an opportunity for me to get warm and feel okay before I actually have to go to my front squats and it doesn't allow like doesn't make my session bleed out to 90 minutes or two hours. Cause I have like an hour, maybe 75 minutes. I give myself in the mornings to be able to do these sessions just because that's what works with my schedule. So, uh, that that's why I do that. And then I'm um, probably these back squats did not feel great. They just kind of felt kind of awkward for, to be honest, because my knees were not feeling a hundred percent at that point. Cause I had done, you know, some overhead squatting snatching on Tuesday. I had done obviously a bunch of squatting on Monday and then as well as all of the bike erging stuff that's to come, it just doesn't really make sense for me. Continue to continue see hammer that home. So I just got rid of that. And instead of doing every 90 seconds for 18, that felt pretty good when I did that last week. So we're just gonna straight up make that an EMOM two front squats at 275. So that's that the PM I actually really liked this session this week. It was 27. It ended up being 27 K on the biker total throughout this session. There was a lot of time right here on the rest in between sets, but the rest of it, I really liked and enjoyed a lot. I just think and it was like a starting place, which is fine, but I could definitely handle a lot more here. So, uh, I'm going to leave the the end caps. You can see what, what, what do I call it? Actually, didn't put it on here, but sometimes I'll call it like bookends, right? So it's like uh, biker zone work at the beginning, biker zone work at the end, and it's easy and it's nasal, and it's probably realistically maybe at the beginning, probably zone two, and probably at the end, probably zone three, but about the same wattage, on the same paces throughout. Um, and then this is what I've come up with instead of doing, so obviously I, I kind of like want to just give my, give myself an opportunity to learn how to do the burpee box getovers, Um, cause that's a, a movement that we've seen there uh, to a 48 inch box. I haven't done a ton of those. So I just kind of wanted to get a feel for that. I feel like I do have a handle on what technique is going to be the best for that. And likely they're going to be the foam boxes. So putting a knee down and then kind of like scrambling across. And there's like a, now, this particular way that I figured out it works pretty well to do that. And I've seen Rich froning do it a bunch of times, to be honest. So I just kind of was like, well, it's probably pretty efficient if he's doing it. So um, I'm going to get rid of that and I'm going to replace it with something that's going to be a little bit higher work rest ratio, um, like not quite as much rest on the biker in between. And that's totally fine. Uh, so now I'm doing, uh, this will actually be, end up being like 56 ring muscle ups, which it sounds like a lot and it is a lot, but it's like, the density is just so low, right? It's like a a 32 minute piece. So it's really not that dense of work at all. Um, so it's not gonna be something that I need to be worried about. And it's not combined with a bunch of other pulling work. That's going to really fatigue my shoulders a lot. Yeah. Burpee box get over, but I mean, come on, it's like holding a plank almost when you do a burpee, it's not a big deal. (laughs) Um, so you're resting on the bike or between sets. Uh, and then, I did want to continue to work on the touch and go sandbag cleans because realistically, if you want to be good in the sport now, you have to touch and go them. And, um, one thing that I probably should work on is like, there's been competitions that have done touching of sandbag cleans where you either have to show control at the top of every single rep or your hands actually have to touch the bottom versus the bag or the floor versus your, the bag touching the floor, which is probably going to be really tough to see for a judging perspective. But these are things that i need to practice different standards because I don't know how they've done it in the past. And then I'm going to leave that um, dumbbell preacher curl, but I'm going to prescribe the weight because I actually did the weight this week. So I know what, you know, really heavy feels like. So I'm just going to put, uh, the 45 pounds there because I know that's, what's, that's, what's tough. So that's Wednesday. Um, Thursday's my recovery day. I'm not going to touch that. I'm going to leave it go. The one thing I actually am going to add though, is I'm going to do a, a two mile walk in the morning. Uh, my son is loving the backpack. And the dog loves it as well and is good for me. So I think it's a win-win-win for everybody. And everybody's a little bit more tired than uh, for my wife when she gets home from work. And they're hopefully a little bit more manageable for her. So everybody wins when that happens. So moving on, this is actually my last day of the week since Saturday's already been programmed out, which is always super nice that I get to do that with a bunch of my friends. (laughs) Uh, But Friday morning, I'm actually doing some additional uh, snatch work in the garage, um, which basically... I can drop it in the garage, but it's not great. I have crash pads and the concrete gets busted up if I drop it a lot. So I'm gonna do doing three position snatches. It's just one more way to not have to drop it a ton, but get some good reps in. Um, felt really good at 165 this week, pretty easy, frankly. So we're gonna bump that up. Um, and actually I'm gonna make this as well. This is actually something that I'm gonna quick modify. I'm gonna put three sets at, or uh, three sets. Now I'll say sets one to three are powers and then sets four through six are squats right so hip power snatch hang power snatch (laughs) low hang power snatch and then for the other ones it will be hip squat snatch hang squat snatch (laughs) low hang squat snatch it's a mouthful so that'll be my uh, initial snatch work. And then I'm gonna bump this up to like 225 for these floating snatch high pulls, but I'm gonna make this, I actually ended up doing six by six last week at 205 and that felt pretty good. So we're gonna do six by four at 225. And again, one of the things I gotta balance here is if I put volume somewhere, I gotta take it back somewhere else just so that it doesn't uh, get too out of hand um, to make it like really exhausting and then not only really exhausting but like t- from the time perspective as well and then I'm going to put it in one set of switch lunge jumps i'm actually going to put those on a single set as well on uh wednesday after my front squats just to get like a little bit of a, a leg pump and hit the the glute me a little bit like get some a launch pattern in because i'm not doing a ton of that throughout the week And then I'm gonna make sure because that is super taxing and it's gonna drive a ton of uh, blood into the the legs, I'm gonna give myself a a flush work. Just like make that mandatory because if I write it, I'm more likely to do it. Okay. And we'll probably make these four by 15 with the 80 because I did four by 12 this week and that felt fine. Okay, and then for the PM, we have again, sort of a warm up that is erg based, which is just as it sounds an opportunity to get warm and to get some additional cardiac building qualities in there. Um, basically, like easier zone work combined with handstand walking. And I'd want to increase the lengths of these, get comfortable doing bigger, unbroken sets. And I don't want to make it like crazy where I'm doing that in between each of those, like the same format as last week. So I'm going to go 25 calories in the rower, 25 calories in the biker, because that's my friend right now. And also that's a complimentary movement pattern where it gives my my upper body a break. And then I should feel pretty fresh going into an 80-foot unbroken handstand walk, which is about the furthest I can go in the gym without running into a wall. (laughs) Uh, And then B, these are some really kind of painful intervals that – um, is this is actually a format that I stole from one of their events as most of the stuff is, uh, it's based off that kind of thing. We're going to do a very similar type of a thing. However, I want to get some here. I put the strict handstand pushups after that. And frankly, if I do that many thrusters and walking lunges and continue to progress this afterwards, it's not going to go super great afterwards. So I'm going to put it before. So I'm going to put a uh, strict handstand pushups. to a nine inch deficit, which is, I mean, I'll probably just use three 45 pound bumpers on each side it'll probably be more like 10 uh, when I do that accumulating 30 reps so I can do it however I want based on how I feel on that particular day and then I'm going to add around. I'm going to make each of these for time with the score being the total time um, and that way it's really just to kind of make sure that I'm staying a level in terms of like my output across those versus if I say like max effort from the very beginning it'll likely tail off quite a bit however that might be language that I change moving on to next cycle where it needs to be truly max effort from the very beginning if there is like a you know, last man standing type event, which there was in the past uh, where you could get eliminated if you don't just completely hammer it off the bat. Like you, I will make sure that I'm able to do that and having the physiology to express that as well as the mindset of going 100% right from, yeah, the bell. So, um, and another reason was that I wanted to put in these deficit handstand pushups and that's a lot of deficit handstand pushups. Um, even though the deficit isn't crazy, it's plenty. So that plus an overhead walking lunge is plenty of overhead work. So, uh, we'll, we'll kind of leave it at that for the overhead stuff in the session. Uh, and then you'll see that really my goals here were like, I wanted to do some upper body pushing and pooling type accessory work with the, the strict deficit, even though I ended up doing kipping here today. Um, but I did do some strict deficit before. So definitely got both of those. And then some like dips or legless rope climbs. So this is what, I'm gonna be doing five sets just quality focused, right? So I can rest as much as I need to in between. In between just trying to basically stay moving while I'm actually in the sets. So three legless rope climbs. Hopefully they're like relatively like touch and go, so to speak, into 15 parallel dips. Uh which just like a 15 is a pretty big t- chunk, especially after the amount of pressing that I've already done, plus all the handstand walking and the other stuff. So it's been a lot of uh tricep today, and that's I mean, really that's sort of the goal for like a session like this is to, to start to build some of those higher qualities in the the muscles before we pull back in the following cycle and just really intensify everything and pull back volume. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on was because we haven't really done this yet. And this session is starting to get long. So I need to be kind of aware of that, but I wanted to put in some additional gripping work. So it's, we're just going to do something very simple. It's basically just a grip burner for time, 30 farm, Farmers carries, and that's lengths of 25 feet, and that's uh, 75 or sorry, 70 pound kettlebells per hand directly into 30 toasted bar. I would hope to do both of those unbroken, but who knows based on how it actually uh, feels. So, and then uh, flush work basically, five rounds. I'm just going to leave that untouched from the previous week. Five rounds of recovery pace, 10 calories on the skier, 10 calories on the biker, and then I would. I already kind of like based on the template have a pretty good idea that this isn't super interfering with the next day. However, I always try to go in and look, there is some like handstand work stuff on this day. There is some like bar pullover work, but really like all that stuff is pretty easy, frankly, like it's not going to be super draining um, because it's in a really novel format. So I'm not going to be able to push that hard. So I can't dig that much compared to like this every, every three minutes times six rounds, I could really get gnarly with that. So it's basically like strength work where it's more clean based. Um, And then uh, the, obviously like the name game workout itself is more skill based and then some erg based power on a rower. And that's why among other things, I didn't do any erg based power uh, that was, for the rower over on this side, just because I knew this was coming on this day. So you just got to make sure everything works and, uh, yeah, that you feel okay. So that's my week. If you guys are enjoying this sort of thing and you want to see more of it, be sure to let me know in the comments. If you've got questions, I'll try to answer them. So just, yeah, comment below and we'll see you soon. <laughs>